With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Daily Mojo Podcast. All right. Crank them up. Strap in. Strap on. Stand by. Stand down. It's two days till Monday. And we're here to make it a party. Thank God. It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. It's OJ. Throw your neighborhood in the air. If you don't care. OJ. Throw your neighborhood in the air. If you don't care. I got a hundred dollars smoking in my big hole. I know I ought to save it, but it's burning a hole. Right through my about Friday at 7.30 Monday morning. You know, I used to work with all those uh, guys. I say all those guys, like George Jones and um, all the rest of them, like on, on Hee Haw and in country music. Did you really? Um, Mini Pearl. Yeah, I used to, our production offices for all these shows we did for TNN and HGTV were right there at the uh, Grand Ole Opry House. Oh, yeah. So, I would be right there. I ran into Kenny Rogers one day. He was coming out the stage door. I was walking in, and boy, he, he had that look in his eyes. I've talked about that look. You know, the uh, I'm a star, get out of my way look. Oh, he yeah. Had How'd that work out for you? I got out of his way. Got out of his way. Yeah, okay. I was like 20, was it, 24 years old? Just a punk kid. What did I know? Now I, you know, if he comes out the door, I punch him in the face. Just right there. Or He'd remind like him that he of, puts his pants on just like you do. Floating in the air, two legs at a time. Yeah. Damn straight. Uh, it is uh, two days until Monday, and I want to start this program off by saying thank you to... Uh, each and every one of you, because I truly do appreciate the support. And uh, you know, we sent out the text yesterday. I was going to do the uh, BAP show. And I actually, I decided, you know, it's kind of a gutsy move because I said, you know, do you even enjoy when we put this on the unfiltered cam? 
which by the way, if you ever see TMD um, UFC, that would be the the Daily Mojo unfiltered cam. Yeah, but didn't you put TDM UMC? I don't know. Did I? Yeah, probably. Pretty sure that's what it was because I was like, what the hell is that acronym? Unfiltered. I don't know. I was drunk. I was I was Were so you? stoned, high, okay. drunk. I just I found drugs and just took them. But uh, and people said they do. They they like the behind the scenes of radio, which I you know kind of find like. I mean, we do get into some interesting stories, Sean and I behind the scenes. You know, during those eight minute breaks with commercials. <laughs> That's the other thing that that makes this a, a unique experience over here. Not necessarily. Uh, for the better, because we don't have all the commercials that terrestrial radio does, but we are a lot more fun, and we don't necessarily wear pants, and that's always a good thing. So, I wanted to uh, start. I did. I learned something yesterday while I was doing the show. Did you have any idea that the UAW was ready to strike? I had no idea. I until I saw <laughs> I it on either. Fox News yesterday. I had no idea. I didn't either. I got to talk to uh, Jerry Reynolds, uh, the car pro, who, if you've never listened to Jerry Reynolds' show, he has a radio show, and he's really good. I he's like really him. Good. Yeah, it's the car syn- pro guy. Syndicated. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. If you have a chance to listen to his show, uh, do. I mean, he's just, he's interesting, and he has a lot of knowledge about cars, so it's always fun to talk to him, but we had him on yesterday afternoon, and... Until then, I had absolutely no idea that they were getting ready to strike. And they're, and this is unprecedented because they're getting ready. Well, they did. They decided to, I think. Uh, GM, Ford, and Stellantis, which Stellantis is the old Chrysler Plymouth Dodge thing. That's what Chrysler is now. Oh. Stellantis. So, yeah, I know, right? What? You, <laughs> you close your eyes for 15 years, you wake up, and look what's happened. Uh, and so they're going to be on strike at... All of these plants in Missouri, Ohio, Michigan. And I realized yesterday afternoon that we're in the wrong business. They are striking for, and it's possible they might get, a 46% pay increase. Whoa! And 46%? And a four-day work week. And not four tens, but four eights. So 46% pay raise and only a 32-hour work week. Okay. But, right? Okay. Yeah, I, that's exactly. Um, okay. Main of uh, a higher pay. Uh, the uh, head of the uh, uh, UAW, who uh, I don't want to put words in, in Jerry's mouth, but he didn't seem to be too big a fan of the president of the UAW, uh, Sean Fain. And uh, there's a, an image of Sean Fain. I'm not going to say he looks like a total goober head, but let's face it. He looks like a total goober head. Um, and, and I don't know him. You know what? That's not even fair for me to say. I withdraw that, Your Honor. Withdrawn. <laughs> Although, if you look at it, you probably come to the same conclusion. Anyway, uh, he is up there uh, demanding uh, more than 40% general pay raise for rank and file members over four years. And right now, the full-time assembly plant workers at Ford and GM make $32.32 an hour. If you're a part-timer, you make about $17 an hour. Full-time, 
at uh, Stellantis, thirty-one seventy-seven an hour, part-time about sixteen an hour. And so they want this forty-six percent. Oh, the the other thing they want is a return to the old pension system. Oh, instead of the four hundred one k. I guess. Yeah, they want the. Um, let's see. Here's what. Blah blah blah. blah. Um. I don't see it in here, but yeah, they want basically, you know, the pension where you, you work for 30 years and, and you, you retire and you get your the pension. Pay. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, growing up, my, my friend's dads had that. My grand, and it was my like, grandparent and my uncle who worked out at what, what used to be general dynamics is now Lockheed. Right. Um, they used to get a pension there now. Now it's for the, all the new people in the last what, 15, 20 years, it's all 401k. Yeah. Well, and, and it's because it's not sustainable. Yeah. The pension thing isn't, well, the argument, I guess, on the other side of that would be, uh, you know what, if the, uh, if the upper management would not continually suck the pot dry, Stand by. that there'd be enough money for the rank and file. And maybe that's true, maybe is isn't. I haven't seen the, you know, the compensation. But generally, it's my belief that union works, uh, unions work a whole lot like government. The people at the top, are raking it in. Yeah. And, you know, the people, I'm not going to say 32 bucks an hour is a, uh, is a pittance. Cause it's, you know, it's not bad. 32, uh, 30 bucks an hour is 1200 bucks a week. Gross. Yeah. Uh, which is over, say 52, that's 50, 50, 50, 60,000 a year. Plus you get overtime. So, you know, I honestly, I've not looked into it enough to know whether or not, yeah, go, Workers, get them. Uh, but what we do know is that this strike will cost a lot of money. And Which will this make is your right car on the heels. cost a lot of money. Yes. Yes, it will. And right now, in the uh, pipeline, there's about a 60-day supply of new cars. So right. if they do, if this strike lasts, or, uh, again, I don't know if maybe they met this morning and they're like, ta-da, we... I doubt it. So there's like a 60-day supply of cars, and then we are, you know, back. Uh, they got us by the uh, the shorties yep. again. So if you're looking to buy a car, I guess now would be the time to do it, right? Before the the fit hits the shan. But I, I wouldn't mind a Can we talk to management here? About what? And find out if we can get a Company pension? Cars? A pension. Oh, a pension? Yeah, the, the dicks at the top <laughs> at this place get all the money. And uh, us little people, we don't get much. If I mean, they gave me a they gave me a bell. Yeah. Oh, and and new oh, post-it notes. Wait, we got wait. those. You can't forget about the. Oh, that's right. The weapons, yep. the throwing stars. We that's, got those. That's a good point. Yeah, these things. I'm I'm not going to suggest that they're good for drugs because <laughs> kids don't do drugs. Stay in school. But if you have not yet taken a, a look at all of the plans for the. Um, the Daily Mojo Insider Club. Do so at some point, please. Because, again, the, the upside of not having all of those commercials um, on terrestrial radio is uh, we don't also have all of that money. So yeah. we rely on our affiliate partners, you know, like MyPillow and that. But we also uh, need to rely on y'all. Yeah, yeah. God, it's not even 15 minutes into the program, and he's already begging for money. 
No, I'm it's, not begging. I get it. If you, if you can, yeah. you can. You can't, you can't. Exactly. You've got the black card. Is is it true? I've got the all black of them. Card? I've got them all. Is the black card bigger, or is it the same size? No, it's the same size, but it was a good try, though. The, I appreciate what The yellow one should be, like, really small. The gold one? Yeah. Yeah. No, the gold one. Why, it looks why, yellow why, from why, this Yeah, why are you stereotyping my cards, dude? Uh, just asking for a friend. But you can go uh, anywhere from the $5 a month Patriot all the way up to the $100 a month founder. We do appreciate the hell out of all of you who have uh, already become members. You can find out what each yep. membership package entails right there on the website at the Daily Mojo. And let me, and, let uh, me throw this out there, please. If you have not given us your phone number or address, and I think I've, I've got most everybody who's registered. I've got your address. It's the phone numbers I don't have. And, uh, there's a couple, um, and I've got email addresses. I'll reach out and get those. But if you, when you're signing up, please be sure to put your, your mailing address. Even if it's not your home address, we don't care. We just want to know where you get mail because we've got stuff to send you a mailing address and a phone number. Please, please add that. And, and that way, once you give us all your information, once our system gets hacked and we have a data breach, yeah. You know, it'll be easier to contact you. And we're not going to sell your information. We'll give it to them, but we're not not going to sell it. So, right, exactly. We won't spam you. We won't spam you. Somebody I mean, else might, for but spam, we're not going to. Which does remind me again of a, a favorite recipe back in the day of um, the the National Network. We had a show, American Magazine, spam and, and macaroni. Cheesy spam bake. Cheesy spam bake. That was the number one recipe that everybody sent a self-addressed stomped envelope. I can a sassy. 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 Come on, Zoom, Z-O-O-M. It's sassy. What are you, French? Come on. Sassy. So if, uh, they, you know, they, they would write in, send that envelope. We'd uh, stuff the envelopes with the recipe for cheesy Spam bacon off into the postal service. It would go. Uh, and you can do the same thing. If you want to send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, uh, just include a $100 bill with it. And um, and we'll send you something. I don't know what something. the hell we'll do with it. We'll, we'll yeah, send we, you something you know what? If you do that, yes. Yep. Yeah, we sure will. Might be a picture. Might not be a picture. But uh, you can find all of the ways you can help uh, keep this platform afloat at thedailymojo.com. Thank God it's Friday. And I'll bet your mother had a loud bark. The Daily Mojo. What do you picture in your head when you hear that? Never mind, don't answer. Yeah. Uh, what I learned today is the hashtag you need to use on the socials uh, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, see uh, if you're on uh, X or Threads. Although we still have not found a good way to organize the Threads stuff yet. So, yeah. yeah, It, it, it helps if you're on X. Anyway. Uh, DMX DM says, I guess when it comes to Kenny Rogers, Brad knows when to walk away and knows when to run. Thank you. Yes, I do. You know who was really um, trying to think of the, the, the nicest people that were there? Uh, Minnie Pearl was I, a I was sweetheart. going to ask you if she was. I was just about to Sarah ask Sarah Cannon was an absolute sweetheart. She, uh, uh, she and her husband had a big old Cadillac, like one of those. Yeah. I remember in Smokey and the Bandit, the big one with the horns on it. She didn't have the horns on it. But the, she would drive it on to the, the TNN lot. And I remember one day I was walking over to uh, the studio. She and her husband are pulling in, and these tourists had somehow wandered back there. They stopped right in front of her car and were pointing and talking. That's Minnie Pearl. I mean, 
you know, eight foot away from her. Yeah. And she was just, hey, y'all. Just a real sweetheart of a woman. Did so. she use that accent when she wasn't Mini Pearl? Oh, wasn't that thick? Yeah. Wasn't that thick? Yeah. Um, but Sarah Cannon was a real, she was a real class act. Uh, let's be frank in PA. Did Brad ever meet George Jones' daughter, Georgette? I did not. Went to her uh, wedding reception at Music City Bar. <gasps> Music City Bar and Grill. Love that place. <laughs> Actually, every Christmas we go there and uh, uh, meet friends. Well, friend. Well, acquaintance. <laughs> well, guy I knew. Wow. Uh, Kevin King. Now, I love the uh, Music City Bar and Grill. Is it? Yeah, it's the one out there next to... Um, You're asking me out of it. It's the one next to the other place that has the thing with the guy. Yes. I've only been to Nashville, I think, probably twice in my life, but only once where we did the tour. We, well, went, we, got out, some we went out to the Grand Ole Opry. That was fun. I, all my time there in Nashville, I uh, was behind the stage for the Grand Ole I never saw the Grand Ole Opry from the house. That it, it's would, honestly, it's like going into a church because yeah. all those well, initially all it was the, a church. Yeah. They were all pews. Right. And, uh, yes. but, uh, yeah, I mean that place, I got to stand on that, you know, they have the parquet circle there from the old Grand Ole Opry right there. Got to stand yeah, there. From and the it was, Ryman it was, Auditorium. Yeah. From the Ryman. Yeah. It and, was, it was cool. They still, they still do it at the Ryman, I think. I think they split the time. The, the Grand Ole Opry House is just bigger. Much, much, much bigger. Uh, Pickled Squirrel says, not to be a Debbie Downer, but how much will this foolishness add to the price of a new car asking for a friend? And I think James uh, nailed it. Every car is going to cost about $250,000 now. Easy. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just, well, when you think about the average price of a car, I looked this up the other day, and I want to say the, the average price isn't it thirty grand? Oh yeah, but um, if you if you want if you want like a half ton pickup now, you're gonna pay. Holy crap! You're gonna pay fifty five to sixty to seventy thousand oh, dollars. You're gonna pay more than that because the average price of a new car in 2023, according to Money Geek, is forty eight thousand eight dollars. Holy shnikes! Wow. Back in. I bought my first new car. I actually leased it in 1986, and it was a Nissan 200SX. The Weren't average they going price for about fourteen, fifteen thousand at that time. I want to say it was around ten, but it was a lease, so it yeah. was really. Yeah. Uh, um, I love that car, except for the front disc brakes. the The rotors would warp, and I went through like three sets of them. In 1986, the average price for a new car was. Any guesses? Uh, 13,000. 9,255. Really? In 92.55 for a brand new car. The most purchased car in 1986 was? Uh, Ford Escort. Son of a bitch. How'd you know that? How'd you know that? Because that's what I Because they made a business. They made, was it they a made, Ford Escort? Uh, no shit. Yes, <laughs> they made because that's what they I made one million six hundred and seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine Ford Escorts that were registered in nineteen eighty six. Yeah, wow. Ford, I bought a Ford Escort uh, in nineteen eighty six, 
And this was the this was the first car I ever owned, Brad, that had the seat belts that tracked automatically when you closed the door. It never worked. Yeah. You know what the, I'm saying? The great idea never worked. Yeah. It, they'd always hang up. And it did I mean, not it would, have that, an air conditioner. Oof. Bought it in North Dakota. Didn't need one See, at the time. No, unless you moved to Texas. Then but, I moved to Texas in 88. Yeah. Part of the reason I think they made so many weren't those fleet cars. Because that uh, they was, could have been, yeah. I mean, back then, and I don't know if it still holds today. It used to be that the rental car companies were owned by, you know, like Ford owned Hertz, or I, as an example, uh, I don't know who owns them now. But so you know, they Ford would make a million cars for Hertz, yeah, and then you'd rent them, yeah. So I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, the Chinese. This is a weird one. This is over at the debrief. The Chinese have made a new weapon. And it is... It's kind of like a ray gun without the rays. Well, they're invisible rays. And it's... They've described it as being like the force. So that it emits these magnetic pulses that... boom can move things like uh, Darth Vader could, you know, do that and boom, something would uh, fly off. They have, they're calling it the force gun uses magnetic plasma rings to manipulate distant objects in space. It's uh, obviously they're not releasing a whole lot of information. And if this is in fact true, uh, it would be the, it could be used to capture enemy aircraft alter the uh, orbits of aircraft, alter the orbits of asteroids, cause, let's say, spacecraft to crash into each other, all from a safe distance. Well, that's not good. Nah, if the Chinese have it, it's uh, probably not. So it's, it combines lasers and sound waves. And... According to this report from the South China Morning Post, the team of these uh, Chinese researchers working for the National University of Defense Technology in China say they've invented this device, can manipulate objects from a distance without any direct contact. It was uh, published in the Chinese-owned peer-reviewed journal Systems Engineering and Electronics. The primary component of the uh, force gun is described as a magnetized coaxial gun that can generate repeating waves of hot, electron-dense, high-energy gas in the form of plasma rings. And then when these plasma rings are shot from the force gun at a rate of 8 per second, they travel 10,000 meters per second. That's, by the way, uh, if you... I know, Ron, you're probably doing the math in your brain right now, but let me save you time. That is 20 times the speed of sound. They inherit an electric current, which then generates a magnetic field that is in opposition to the magnetic field being created during the plasma discharge. That's a lot of words. The process creates magnetic field lines, which become frozen in the plasma itself. This is significant since it means the effects of a magnetic field can be transported with the plasma ring as it travels through space. It gives the force gun a range of up to a mile. That means that a spacecraft equipped with this kind of device could exert an opposing force on an object while remaining at a safe distance and never uh, be in direct contact with the object. 
You combine that. That is kind of scary, though. Really? I mean. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't doubt it if they do have, because we, I believe we broke the story on this particular program about the, was it the Forest Service that has this, the laser weapon? You know, everybody talks about these uh, direct energy weapons. Yeah. They really do. They do exist. And so I think it, uh, was it five years ago or something that we, uh, the, this direct energy weapon can ignite something from a mile away. And you combine that with this, and this is just the stuff they're telling us about. Yeah. The researchers note that the force gun could also affect the magnetic fields of two satellites in a way that bring them together. Starlink, anyone? Their force gun could also allow them to essentially push on a satellite by opposing its own magnetic field or even draw one toward the force using uh, the magnetic wells created within the uh, plasma rings. How does that thing reach space if it can only go a mile? Well, it says if, it, if there is a spacecraft, let's say, with it on there, like a oh, space shuttle. Okay. Yeah. But right. then I would think that, even. does it have any kickback? Because if you're in space and you shoot something out the front, you know, it's going to push you back. Probably not. But if it doesn't have kickback, yeah. No. Um, the organization behind the force's gun development is a military one. Go figure. That includes uh, using the force gun to remove or deorbit space debris, despin out of control satellites, or even bring two satellites together for combined operations. I'm telling you, it's getting scary up there in space. And this is kind of like a tractor beam too. Star Trek is officially here, and it's scary. On the other side of that coin, we have another virus Great. to be concerned about. That's next. Your political correctness. Crayon? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my man. Comes to die. Watch and listen at thedailymojo.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank God it's Friday. Hey, where are the white women at? The Daily Mojo. 
Did you see where uh, Dove hired some fat black chick to be their uh, newest, like, campaign influencer? It's, I tell you, the world is out of control. I'll find that in a second. First, over in the uh, Rumble chat room, Lady Wrangler says, uh, we had pancakes this morning. Yummy. God, I might have a, I might go have a pancake or something this morning. I say those for the weekend. I save those for the weekend. I have been into the eggs and protein, uh, scrambled eggs. Yeah. yeah, the protein. And so yesterday, I didn't. I took note. I actually sent Keith Malinak a text because I was eating um, scrambled eggs with diced chicken in it, and I thought that's kind of perverted when you think about it. It is. It is. But, but I mean, it was damn tasty. It, and right? I mean. No, it's just weird when you stop and think about it, and it's like, you know, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. But had my diced onions in there, saute, you know, some onions. I'm in usually there, eating the, pig and chicken. I mean, yeah, pig and chicken. Pig and pig chicken. And chicken. <laughs> that'd, okay. That'd be, a, that'd be a chig. A chig. Uh, but, yeah, I, didn't, I saved the pancakes for, like, the weekend so I can go into a carbohydrate uh, coma. There you go. With real maple syrup. Uh, Lady Wrangler also says, I don't trust anyone running for political office. I can't go that far because I think that there are some people that. Initially like, try. I, Let's just give it that. Right. Way. I we'll still trust that way. Matt Gates. I don't know why. I trust Donald Trump and I don't know why, but I do. I mean, he's just as fallible as the rest of us, but I just, I trust him to, I think, do what needs to be done. But. Who the hell knows? I may be wrong. Sue me. Uh, over in the Daily Mojo chat room, Audrey says, My first brand new car I ever bought with my own money was a black Ford Escort GT fully loaded. There it is. <laughs> I paid 8 k for it two months after I made my last car payment. I was hit from behind, and it totaled my car. Hit and run, bastards. I had a, well, actually, my dad bought a Chevy Monza. Remember those? I do. It looked like, I think it was a cousin to like the AMC Pacer. It was just fugly. And it was not only fugly, but when he bought it, it was orange. Like, Uh, oh, it was heinous. Remember the AMC Gremlins? Yeah, the same thing as the Pacer, basically. The Pacer, yeah. Looked like the the, uh, guppy, giant uh, pregnant guppies. And one day I was going home. I was, I think, 17, 18, driving back out to our house east uh, in East Lancaster and was going through an intersection and a carload of illegals blew a stop sign to my left and T-boned the front end of the Monza. Really? A new Monza. And folded the front wheel, the driver's front wheel, you know, just buckled it yeah, under. Yeah. Total, totaled the hell out of that car. And uh, surprise, we never saw the illegals again, and they were uninsured. Weird, right? I mean, who'd have thunk? Who'd uh, thunk? Why did I say we were going to... Oh, the virus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fun stuff. The virus. This is exciting. There is a new virus racing through India, apparently. It's the Nipah virus. It's... uh, Killed two people so far, carries a fatality rate, according to the World Health Organization, of about 75%. Wow. So, you know, it's either the comet comes to us or we go to the comet. I'm Tell thinking. me more about Nipah. 
The uh, About 800 people now have been tested over the last few days in the country's southern Kerala state, with two adults and a child placed in a hospital after receiving a positive diagnosis, according to Reuters, that bastion of truth and light. We are testing human beings at the same time experts are collecting fluid samples from forested areas. It could be the hot spot for the spread. Hmm. Who wrote this? Uh, Vina George, the state's uh, health minister, told the uh, news agency that they are in a stage of hypervigilance and detection. Public offices, government buildings, and religious institutions have been closed in parts of the region as samples of bat urine, animal droppings, and half-eaten fruit. It sounds like a, uh, the leftovers from a party over at Jeffy's, doesn't it? It does, uh, but it's, it, the, it, I'm, I'm thinking bat, right? I mean, bat guano, I bat see, that's urine. what they always want you to think. They're always blaming the damn bats. Fruit, fruit bats, maybe. I don't know. Wasn't wow. it the bats? Didn't they blame bats on AIDS initially, or was that monkeys? Uh, I don't know. Monkeys, monkeys probably. A, yeah. Monkeys, bats. But this and is then, NEPA, of course, N-I-P-A-H, if you're looking at it This is NEPA. Yeah. Yes, it is. CDC describes the NEPA virus as being zoonotic meaning it can be transmitted from animals to people, and that fruit bats are the primary carriers of it in nature. There you go, fruit bats. So it can also make pigs uh, sick. So uh, if you see a pig that looks sick, don't eat it. Infected people initially develop symptoms including fever, headaches, myalgia, you know what myalgia is? I okay, I did not know this. What is myalgia? I have no idea what your algae is. I had no idea either. Myalgia is muscle pain. Oh. How did I go six decades without knowing that? Like Vomiting after you work and, out and your muscles I, are repairing themselves, that's myalgia. Yes. I guess. Hmm. You can also uh, throw up and have a sore throat. It can be followed by dizziness, drowsiness, altered consciousness, and neurological signs that indicate acute encephalitis. Again, hard to tell if you have the virus or if you've just been to Jeffy's house. <clears throat> Some people experience atypical pneumonia and severe respiratory problems, including acute respiratory distress, a general feeling of malaise, and a jaundiced rectum. Uh, what would be a jaundiced rectum, Brad? 20 bucks, same as downtown. Yeah. I made the last two up. But if you see anybody oh. with those symptoms, uh, back off. Back off. Where did, um, hang on a second, where did the, uh, the story, shoot. Uh, all right, I can't find the, uh, the, the, uh, the fat uh, black chick that Dove has decided that now uh, that will be their new spokesperson. Uh, so instead, I'm going to uh, play for you a, I had no idea this even existed, but this is from uh, 19, I'm going to say 90 sometime, maybe, um, in Crichton, Mississippi. Is that right? I think it's Mississippi. You'd think I'd know more about this since I'm going to tell you about it. It's a uh, story about a leprechaun and the people who uh, reportedly saw said leprechaun. This was brought on yesterday because I played uh, the interview with the people in Vegas, that family in Vegas who said they saw the UFOs. Yeah. They've now come out with, we'll get to that in a bit, but they've come out with drawings 
little drawings of the uh, aliens that they saw in Vegas. And this also contains a drawing of a leprechaun. I don't know if it's anything like our very own Leprechaun, but we'll see. This is the story of the Crichton Leprechaun from WPMI News. Just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say Alabama. a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. <laughs> Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yes, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This water's all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather, who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried (laughs) under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where to go. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing out <laughs> Who there. did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched it. <laughs> Doodling. That was a good... <laughs> he said, I want to know where to go at. Look at the leprechaun. That's the sketch. That is, that is the hilarious. sketch of the leprechaun. So apparently that's what a leprechaun <laughs> looks like. Uh, it could be a crackhead. Could be a crackhead. Got a whole wrong, wrong stuff. But dude there had the, the thousand-year-old flute, the leprechaun flute. Oh, my God. Who knew that that's what a leprechaun flute looked like? And Sean was like, oh, you, sh- you should play that. I hadn't seen it before yesterday, and I was like, you think I'm playing that a lot? I had no idea what it was before. I didn't get to watch till after the uh, program yesterday. When I saw that, it was... Uh, the, uh, and that, by the way, if you didn't hear, it was uh, Alabama, near Mobile, Alabama. So, um, let's see. Oh, yeah, we have the... Uh, I wanted to read this to you because I do have some questions about what, what journalists are supposed to... What is the job of a journalist? Uh, to listen to the the U.S. government and do what they tell you to do. Yeah, but the legit. I mean, that's what they do. But what is the legit job of uh, a? I have no idea of a journalist. I'm According not a journalist. to Indeed, Indeed dot com, journalist duties and responsibilities. Given that journalists are such influential figures, all right. One of their main duties is presenting all the relevant facts without letting their own personal beliefs affect their judgment. I'm not sure I agree with that. How can you 
I mean, you should report the facts, but... All right. Additionally, they have a duty of, of understanding their audience. Do they? No matter what a journalist feels is important, they must report on stories that are relevant to the communities they serve. Additionally, journalists are supposed to serve the public rather than being tools of the government. Mm -hmm. Supposed to keep government accountable, in theory. Um, therefore, they must be willing to report on stories that could adversely, adversely affect the powers that be. Journalists may work in an office. They uh, must work wherever the story is. They must be willing to travel, track people down, conduct interviews, show up at crime scenes as well as travel to any other place that is necessary to research and get the details of the stories they're presenting. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the modern-day, I guess, definition of a journalist. Again, no one is without bias. That's not possible. Everyone has some sort of a bias. Uh, but the reason I read that is because... A couple of stories now. I heard one on uh, Chewing the Fat, Jeffy's uh, podcast, and uh, w the story about Pac-Man Jones, which caught my attention. Yeah. Do, do you remember Pac-Man Jones? I, I remember the name, yeah. He was on the Tennessee Titans 100 years ago, and then he was on the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. And there's a story about him on an airplane causing a disruption. And strangely, I'm, I'm actually on his side on this one. And then Kevin McCarthy, yeah, Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Speaker of the House, uh, was talking with reporters about the impeachment inquiry right. yesterday. And they both asked questions of the reporters, and I started thinking, is that, should the reporters answer? Because they couldn't, they were like, I can't answer that question. I can't, you know, that's not my... My job is not to answer that question. I'm thinking, um, it might be. I mean, you are a human being. Well, we'll get to that here and uh, let you decide, because after all, we're all uh, going to learn something on this Friday, September 15th, which, by the way, right now it's time for Phil Bell's Morning Update. This is Phil Bell from FreedomWorks on the Daily Mojo with your Morning Update. America's great communicator, Rush Limbaugh, used to admonish us to look across the Atlantic Ocean to Europe and in Britain in particular to find out what kind of foolishness was happening over there as a trial balloon for what they will try here in the future. And one need look no further than the so-called conservative government of Britain for the latest thing that we can expect in climate insanity. It's called their energy bill. And the energy bill is part of the push to go for net zero. Net zero, as you might know, is the effort by the left to do everything possible to stop us from living on the earth like human beings. It involves drastically curtailing our ability to utilize oil, gas, electricity. Some projections have even said that we would only be allowed three sets of new clothes per year. Now think about that the next time that you are supporting climate science while going down Rodeo Drive to look for your newest outfit. Well, what I find the most interesting about the energy bill are the coercive aspects of it. Number one, if you've heard of smart meters here and avoided them, well, in the UK, if the energy bill passes, you won't be able to. When it comes time to replace a meter, they will be able to enter your home. And if you deny entry into your home for them to replace the meter, they will be able, they being the government, to return with 
reasonable force to make you accept the smart meter. And if that's not enough, there's the so-called energy saving opportunity scheme where they will then utilize that smart meter to monitor your electricity usage. And if they find that you're using too much, they have the ability to come in, yes, again, with so-called reasonable force in order to investigate what it is you're doing there that takes up so much energy. Now, that is an absolutely scary scheme But if you think about what's happened here in the United States lately, you know it's not entirely out of line of what we could expect from our current government overlords. So it's incumbent upon all of us, number one, to stay up to date on what's going on in other countries. Just because we think it's happening outside of our border doesn't mean that the insane left and, quite frankly, the Uniparty won't try to do that here. And number two, it's important for each of you to join our freedom teams so that way you can not only stay in the know about what's going on every place in the world, but also so that you can be together with like-minded patriots who will stand up and fight this every step of the way. The First Amendment lives here. Watch and listen at thedailymojo.com. Use the hashtag what I learned today so we can reach out and touch you. The Daily Mojo. She sounds cute, doesn't she? Yeah. The giggler. She yeah. sounds cute. Uh, the, uh, what was that? The, I was watching some Netflix show and it took place in England. Can't remember what it was. Anyway, they had those smart meters. Didn't realize what it was, but they, it was on the wall and like the, the air conditioning wasn't working and they looked up at the, and it had a little digital readout on it and it said zero, oh, like zero dollars, zero cents. And that's because you had to, you know, basically prepay for your electric bill and then it would you know tick off as you used your allotted amount of electricity. So when they say smart meters they're not talking about the thermostats in the house. Although I well, do know that some of those Nest yeah. thermostats can be controlled. Yep. Uh, yes. But they're talking about the meter. Like on my house my, my electric meter is on the outside of the house. Right. Ex- and they can, ex- they can come in and put smart meters. Right now you're, that meter... Uh, can't be remote controlled. Well, I don't know what kind of meter you have, but traditionally they can't be remote controlled. If they were going to cut your electricity off, they'd have to come out and physically you know, cut off the supply Detach, of electricity. Yeah. With the smart meters, they don't have to do it. They just a few keystrokes and your electricity is... Boom. So, I mean, again, it's all of these things that I thought would be really convenient because they would be if there weren't a bunch of dicks behind the scenes. Correct. Like the, you know, the smart thermostats, because you can control it from your phone. The problem is, if you can control it from your phone, somebody else can control it from their phone. Yeah. Or their control center. So, it's a double-edged sword, is what it is. Um, So, reporters, again, we know that they're the mouthpiece for the government. For the most part, there are some independent folks out there. But this was Kevin McCarthy talking to some reporters yesterday about the impeachment inquiry and asking questions. And I thought, I don't, I don't know. Well, listen, and then we'll talk about it. What impeachment inquiry is to do is to get answers to questions. Are you concerned about all the stuff that was just recently learned? Do you have any concern? Have you asked the White House any questions? Yes. Okay. Do you agree that 
Do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he'd never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. I can't answer that. You, you can't answer that? Do you believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the, with the clients of Hunter Biden, who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand? That's what the testimony okay. says. Do you believe Hunter Biden, when you saw the video of him driving a Porsche, that he got $143,000 to buy that Porsche? That I'm going to pause it right there because um, obviously the NSA is tapping into our wow. internet connection. But is that appropriate for the for Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, to be asking questions of reporters that way? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, okay. and, and her there. answers, there was nothing wrong with either. Right. Um, you know, do you believe the... She did answer correctly, I think, when she said that's what the testimony said. So that's, you know, a fact. Yeah. If, yeah. In, in theory, things said on the record are facts, or, or at least the fact that they were said is a fact. Um, but asking about the, uh, do you believe the president when he said he wasn't involved in any of his son's business dealings? Is that an appropriate question? Of course. I mean, course, you can ask why, a question yeah, of anybody. you can ask any question. It's the answer that answer. she gives that's the problem. Yeah. And and I started thinking about and I'm I don't know what the answer is. I mean, these are all things I'm trying to figure out in my brain because I've never really thought about them. I mean, we can all tell what reporters are biased which way. Usually, I mean, if the reporter at, you know, gives a positive or a negative answer, or an affirmative or a negative answer to that question, then they're biased one way or the other. But for 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 an for an uh, you know a journalist to go, I can't answer that question then you that's the more appropriate answer if you ask me from a journalist standpoint all right look looking back at like woodward and bernstein and the watergate uh the story about watergate were they not i mean they were biased in a way weren't they they were obviously they had a they had a source inside that you know, deep throat and all of that yeah. so was that, I mean, were they a different breed of reporter? Were they, or were they the same as these people? Um, we just didn't see that they were as biased as they were. Because after all, they were, that was the Washington Post. And they were going after Nixon, who was a Republican. Um, were they biased in that sense? Were they as bad as, as the uh, establishment media seems to be now? Or were they like ethical journalists? And I, I don't. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just trying to learn things on the way, too. If you have a, an opinion on that, you can always use the hashtag what I learned today. But do you think that they were ethical journalists back then, more ethical than they are now? I think, I think our journalists in the past have been more ethical than they are now, yes. I mean, I think, we have some, I think we have some that are trying, but... When you're in this in this area, I mean, for instance, it doesn't matter whether you say you agree with it or not, because somebody's going to somebody's going to say, well, then you don't know what you're talking about. Right. California cowgirl says, I don't like McCarthy, but him asking questions of the reporter is clever. It's now recorded for everyone to view. Right. Except the, except that the the reporter 
was giving a correct answer to something that's being recorded. Right, right. He wasn't, uh, th- th- that article that you said, or that tweet, or X, whatever it was called, uh, said, here is McCarthy forcing the reporter. No, he wasn't forcing her to do jack squat. He was asking questions, but the reporter was giving appropriate answers from a reporter or journalist standpoint. I can't answer that question. That's what the evidence shows, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't saying yes right. or no. Right. And she did say according to the testimony. So that's what I mean. According oh, that was to a, the testimony. That was a, yeah. that was a, that was a fair answer. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Audrey says, I was in the hospital for a year because of acute respiratory distress. That phrase terrifies me. Ventilators are no fun. No kidding. Wow. Ugh. I've been... Is a ventilator the same thing as when they intubate you? No. When you go, okay, is it different? Because they're yeah. still forcing air down into yeah. your lungs and breathing in and out. But Yeah, okay, but that's... Yeah, that, well, I mean, it, it happens the same way, I think. But being intubated, okay. I think that's a part of having a ventilator put in, but did you, were you a dentist at one point? I wasn't, but I played one. No, I didn't even do that. Huh? I was asking for a friend. Yeah. Crazy beaver. Weird. Rusty Lugnut uh, likes his coffee. Like he likes his women ground up and in the freezer. Who was it that said, I like my coffee. Like I like my women. Big boobed. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that. Dr. Mojo Martian, who has a meter inside? Mine have always been on the wall outside. Right. Yeah. In, right. in England, they're on the inside, or at least some of them are. So, I, and, and again, it's, he's right. You need to look at this stuff happening in other countries because eventually at some point, they're, they test market it somewhere else to see how many people will fight back. Uh, and then they, you know, bring it over here and uh, see if we'll fight back. Right. Um, all right. So, uh, Pac-Man Jones is on uh, a plane. He gets on a plane a couple of days ago. He's trying to fly to um, uh, New Jersey. I guess he's uh, calling games now. And he was arrested at the airport. I'll just, here we go. Let's just dip into this real quick here. It's in Live Force outside the Boone County Jail where she actually talked with him today as he was being released. Hi there, Karen. Yeah. Hey, Sherino. Adam Pacman Jones is charged with alcohol intoxication, disorderly conduct, and uh, making terroristic uh, threats. He was released from the Boone County Jail here a few hours after he was booked in. I can tell you when he walked out, he was extremely angry and denies the charges. He had hoped to be on a flight bound for Newark and Monday Night Football. Instead, former Bengal Adam Pacman Jones ended up here in the Boone County Jail. A few hours later, I'm hurt. Like this is embarrassing. First of all, Jones, adamantly denied being drunk on the plane, as one of the charges suggests. Let's, let's report yeah, the we, facts. We are. We're you say going. I'm drunk. No, I'm not drunk. Jones told me the situation on the plane started over the USB port not working. I asked the the, the flight attendant, "Hey, look, the the plug is not working." She's like, "Well, if you want to turn around the plane, brother's blow." According to an incident report, Jones was asked to settle down, but he remained argumentative, and attendants could smell a strong smell of alcohol on him. The pilot returned to the gate, where everyone had to deplane. It was a really brief interaction between him and the flight attendant, and then the flight attendant just like wasn't 
wasn't having it and kicked him off maybe a little preemptively. All right, so that's what people on the plane are wow. saying. You know, so, but I, wow. he wanted to change seats because the, the USB plugs didn't work in that particular seat, right? And But he came out, and, and we didn't get to it because I'm a poor time manager, but uh, he was asking the reporter, do I look drunk? Do I seem drunk to you? They're, well, we can't answer that question. He says, who gets up at 3 in the morning and gets drunk and goes to the airport? Which I'm sure somebody does. But I thought, is that an appropriate question? Should the reporters ask it, answer that one? Because you can tell if somebody's hammered or not, usually, right? I mean, I know when usually. Ron's drunk. No, I mean, if it's yeah. a day ending and why. So, uh, that's... Things I wonder about I on the Daily Mojo. More on the watch way. and listen at thedailymojo.com. Snowflakes, beware! The truth doesn't give a about your feelings. This is your only warning. Correctness comes to die. This is the Daily Mojo. Use the uh, hashtag what I learned today to be part of the program here on the Daily Mojo. Uh, just like uh, Oblivion Flickering, uh, excuse me, Oblivion Snickering. Snickering now. I just yes. did, yes. Yeah. Woodward and Bernstein were frauds. The Democrats were committing even worse crimes than Republicans. They didn't cover their crimes. I wish I knew right. more about that. I've read about all of that, but I I don't. I wasn't. Hell, it was. I you, was you know, there there has always been uh, crap going on inside the government. They're just it's it's no different today. Yeah, we oh, just yeah. happen to have more people uh, able to you know pull the curtains back, and that's the problem. And again, that's what Trump did. He's he pulled the curtain way way back. Uh, DMXDM, Brad, that's not what you said when you told me you wanted to, uh, to be the uh, big spoon. I know, but he's I would, referring to I would your tell comment you about her being better looking than I, I than know you. what he's referring to because it's true, it's not offensive if it's true. Kiki is much better looking than yeah. DM, there's just no two ways around it. Uh, B from the SAV, people can go to uh, bed drunk and wake up smelling like alcohol, but who cares? That's not illegal. Nonviolent arrests are more of a threat than any bat virus. Right? I mean, I'm actually on Pac-Man Jones' side on this one, which yeah. was kind of weird. I mean, and it was a black stewardess, too, so notice they're not hollering racism. Weird. Uh, all right. Weird. Um, I want to, first of all, thank Kiki Aki, and I know that is uh, where we can share your real name. We don't have to, but I just, I like calling you Kiki uh, because you are part of our family over in Hawaii, and I am so sorry that yesterday it didn't work out. I tried to record this yesterday so you wouldn't have to be up at, what, 3 in the morning? 3 o'clock. Over there? Good grief. Yeah. So bless you, my child, for, um, uh, for getting up this early and, um, and joining the program. But I, yeah, I told you I, was, I don't want to let this thing die. I don't. This story out of Lahaina and the fires, and you know it's, uh, it's being starting to be ignored in the mainstream media, so I wanted to make sure that uh, we were, you know, coming straight to you to find out what uh, you're hearing on the uh, coconut wireless. See, I remember what it was this time. Um, and yes. what are the what are the things you are hearing over there? And before actually, before you tell me, I wanted to read a couple of things 
that I found online. I think I sent you the PolitiFact thing. Um, over at PolitiFact, now they are saying uh, this headline, uh, more than 60 people are missing after Maui fires, not 1,000 children. This is, again, the, this is PolitiFact. So the first thing I think of uh, when I see that is, you know, it's the opposite of that. Well, and how did, we ever, how did we ever get to that funky number of 1,000, 2,000 children? Right. At the very at the very least, there's a bunch of incompetence happening yeah. uh, over there because they can't count. The, uh, the government can't count. What are you hearing over there as far as the, the kids are concerned, first of all? Well, I think that number that they came up with is completely um, exaggerated to their favor. The Board of Education actually did a breakdown. Um, I did a little research from another channel, and they actually went to the Board of Education site for um, Lahaina Luna, the school district, and they came up with 3,000 children, and 500 are back in school, and like five, I think it was 538, five, or 438 are doing the distance learning, Right. But that left about 2,000, um, roughly, 2,000 that are either unaccounted for or undetermined, maybe undetermined. And right. some say they could have moved to another island. Some say they could have uh, relocated even to the mainland, which I think is a little far-fetched. I know that they did re relocate some families to the big island um, because it was an uproar. You know, they... they Right. lost their people but 2,000 children uh, so they they started hustling some of the numbers around again and found that some of the children were old enough to just drop out not go back to school but that number okay. has shifted down to 1,200 so it's the that's the, the number really is about 1,200 undetermined okay yeah and that's what it says over at Hawaii News Now uh, Dot com. That's their, I, I don't know, is this, a, are they an NBC affiliate? I don't know uh, about Hawaii News uh, now. CB. But, say yeah. CBS? Okay. I think so CBS, um, yeah. Okay. All right. So they're, they're a mainstream media yeah. outlet. So it's, again, I... It sucks to be able, or it sucks to have to look at, at news sources and go, well, they're probably lying. Or, you know, they're just spouting off the... Uh, the official government line. Um, all right, so we. The bottom line is this: it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the numbers add up either way, because uh, we've gone from, uh, I guess, the initial two thousand down to sixty, which, again, part of that is the FBI with their vote, uh, quote unquote verified list that they're putting out each Friday. They're going to have another one today, and then the governor. I called him Doug Jones the other day. It's not Doug Jones. It's, um, what's, the, what's the governor's name? Josh, Josh Green. Green. Josh Green. Um, Our trader. So he, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, he um, was on Hawaii News Now on their uh, program on, uh, on YouTube, and um, he started talking about, uh, I think this is either the reopening or some of the lies. I'm just going to play this so you can hear it so we can uh, go from there. Here we go in three, two, one. That's unfortunate. It's not a lot of people, but when you start talking about laser beams and heat rays coming from space that would take out of people in Maui, come on, let's get real. All right, so he's 
again, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. And they still don't know what officially caused the fires. There's no official cause yet, correct? Exactly. No cause. And they're just, um, in his words, they're just moving forward. So uh, they are doing an investigation, but not all the officials are required to be interviewed. It's all volunteer. So they're going through a third party source and they can show up if they like. And uh, as far as the mayor, uh, Bisson, uh, he says he's not going to judge him. Uh, he's, he's not going to, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and and this and the mayor and both of these guys. I, I will say this: Josh Green has has said more words than uh, uh, the mayor, Richard Bisson. Uh, Bisson, it seemed like every time somebody was trying to talk to them, uh, talk to him, he would just ignore them. And a lot of citizen journalists you saw tried to talk to him, and he just wouldn't say anything. What's his deal? He's actually a former judge, and I think his temperament, right, right. And lawyer, um, super skeptic, super pessimist is the feeling that I'm getting from him. But he, they say he's kind of a no-nonsense. I think he's more of, he's got his own opinion. And if it doesn't fall within his opinion, then it doesn't count. That's, so that's, that that's, that's what I'm getting from him. Yeah. As soon as you said judge, it's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I, lawyer, remember judges are just lawyers with cuter outfits. Uh, all right. So <laughs> here is a, uh, uh, an interview that he did, I guess this week with uh, KHON where he's talking about, I think this is the reopening. And again, he's saying more words here than I think I've ever seen him say. Um, but talk to me about, you know, where do you see the future of Lahaina? I believe the governor is announcing that they're going to be reopening certain portions of Kaunapali on October 8th. Some people feel it's too soon. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the reopening of the West Side? Clearly, we're not reopening Lahaina. Uh, clearly, that's the case. Uh, I think what the governor is talking about is from maybe Kaunapali to Kapalua, businesses that can accommodate uh, customers. But what I what I want to focus on is meeting with our community, which we will start very soon, scheduling public meetings. I want to listen to our community's concerns. I want to hear and, and maybe even agree with their frustrations. I want to know what their challenges are. I want to know what they hope for. And I want to hear directly from them. And then we can advise the governor on how the community feels about that. Okay, so it looks like October 8th, they're going to start in theory, opening things back up. What's the general <clears throat> feeling, excuse me, going on around there as far as opening up? Because I know sometimes tourism, tourism is a double-edged sword in Hawaii. It's, you know, it brings in a lot of money, but at the same time, tourists can be a giant pain in the tuchus. I get it. Uh, what's, the, what's the general feeling over there now? Uh, I would say um, they want people to come. They, we, you know, the... the a lot of people work in the hospital, hospitality industry, and this is their income, their, their, how they fortify their families. So they really do, but they're in mourning, and they hope that the tourists will be 
respectful. Um, and I, I know that a lot of people, uh, actually there's a lot of reports that some of the tourists were already in the ocean in Lahaina the day after, uh, which I think was a little strange uh, for them to want to do that because the water was almost black. Uh, but but I have seen photos of uh, sitting on surfboards and things. So, you know, just uh, if they can um, give the people who, especially in that area, a little space, uh, you know, um, but please come. The rest of the island, this is just the west side. So the rest of the island right. is open. So please come. Um, and that's the, the other thing is that, uh, you know, Oprah and her crew, uh, they started, uh, was it she and uh, Dwayne Johnson started that fund, and then there was a lot of backlash because she owns, I think uh, Maui's only, was it 6,000 acres, and she owns like 1,000 of them. So she owns a, b- right. a big chunk of the, of the island. And she was surprised at the backlash from this fund that they had set up that uh, she said they modeled after Dolly Parton's thing. But people were suspicious of where that money was going to end up going. And, and to be fair, the two of them did put in millions of dollars, but uh, what was the, why the backlash do you think to, uh, to Oprah and, uh, and, and Dwayne Johnson's fund? Did uh, she just come across as untrustworthy? What was the feeling there? Well, it's almost like being in one of those uh, mudslides where the mud is just, coming and it doesn't you know you can't get your footing doesn't it, it's going to overtake you any second uh they say that they wanted to do this fund and have people fundraise but they have the funds what's the fundraising when you already have the funds and she has the space it would have been more feasible for her to say she's opened up part of her land which just land that's not even developed so she could have right. provided space. She could provide, you know, she provided um, the first couple of days. She brought, went over to Costco and bought pillows and pillowcases and took them over to the people. And because uh, she said she wanted to do her part, a pillow and a pillowcase for a billionaire. You know, it just so the people there are feeling like she's way disconnected. Um, not a part of the community. And of course, there's all the rumors you can't, um, you know, substantiate. But when you have your morning, you don't want somebody, you know, who has all this money asking you for money. You know, it just is right. very, uh, it's in bad taste. Right, right. It, uh, it did come across a little strange. And people are generally skeptical anymore. And I don't blame them. I mean, I think we're all skeptical. Um, and I read that poll a couple of weeks ago that most Americans don't trust other Americans <laughs> for whatever reason. So I think that that's you know that shows itself in situations like this. But it would be nice to think that there are, and I know that there are a lot of good people out there in uh, that are listening that you want to help and don't know how to help. Um, are are you aware of? a good solid way to provide if somebody wanted to just give, I don't know, 10, $5. Do you have any idea of what fund or where they should turn to be donating? And you may not I just, um, I sprung this one on you. Sorry. 
Oh no, yeah, there's, I think that it's called um, Maui Strong is one of the, uh, but to be quite honest, I think to avoid uh, service fees and having having people paying for administrative fees, if you can find Venmos or GoFundMe, go yeah, GoFundMe's or you know right. that line and go directly to the people, that would be the best. Um, unfortunately, Red Cross. I'm hearing a lot of the money is is getting wrapped up in red tape and very little is making its way down. FEMA is making you like qualify. So if you donate, you know, anything to a FEMA uh, establishment, like, well, the Red Cross is, is um, funded by the government as well. So anything that kind of gets wrapped up in the government, then it's a lot of paperwork. These people don't even have a piece of paper. They're starting from zero. So, you know, they just, they need money. They need um, a sense of stability, uh, not red tape and paperwork. So, gotcha. yeah, if you can find, yeah, a local. And if you get more information on it, you can always text me and, and let me know and I'll, I'll put it out there. But keep going. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, not a problem. Um, I just wanted to really quickly go back to the children. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate that they said that they closed the schools because of the high winds and they drove them home. Well, we're actually having a shortage of drivers for school buses. Uh, they said there was uh, like 650 buses and 650 drivers before COVID. Now they're down to 500 drivers and they've um, like chartered other companies and one of them is like a cinema company to drive the children to and from so it's not just a yellow school bus it could be um a tourist shuttle van with children inside that they might have put and then i have to ask does a second grader know their address um do they have a key to the house right. you know how did they get into their home when they said they sent them home as a parent, that to me seems completely odd. Um, also, why aren't they, a lot of phones, eight-year-olds have cell phones. Why can't they ping these phones and see if there's activity or the last activity? And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a fire, but I just have questions right. about all of that. No, I totally agree with you. And that's the thing. I mean, we, we have no answers. We can speculate. But what did happen to these kids? Where are they? And I, I, for whatever reason, and maybe it just comes from the government and I don't trust them, this number of 60 people uh, that are now, you know, missing uh, and the death toll still at 115. And they have identified half of those, roughly. They're just things that don't add up. And again, combine that with the immediate response from these government so-called leaders and it leaves people like us very skeptical mm -hmm. of their their final conclusions. And then we haven't heard anything lately from uh, uh, police chief. What's his name? Uh, Vegas oh. guy. Yeah, him. Pelletier. Pelletier, right. So have you all heard anything over there? Has he been speaking up? I haven't seen much of him lately. No, they. I think they have pulled him out of the limelight a little uh, he's, yeah, he, 
He got okay. a lot of yes and a hothead. Um, mm -hmm. He's the first non-native uh, Hawaiian chief they've ever had. So that was one. He got he asked for a pay raise because he felt like he should be making more money because some of the people he was going to be working above was making more money than what they offered. And they actually yep. doubled his offer and gave him twice the amount he asked for, um, which is, uh, and have, then before he even started. Have they given it to him yet, though? Have they given it to him? I had read uh, that they hadn't decided, but they, they got, went ahead and gave him the raise? They did, and a lot of people resigned and, and retired early because it was offensive because the policy is one year before any um, uh, promotion or anything like that. So he just he skipped the line so many times. And, uh, you know, I, him being a coroner, he has zero medical background. So uh, right. a lot of people don't understand how he can diagnose, he can... Um, they said it was a temporary position, but it's actually in his, in his contract. It does say that he could take on that if they ask him. The com the commissioner said uh, that he would be a corner, and he accepted that. So I don't understand how he could accept a job he's not qualified to do. Right. Uh, it's, it's just it's more questions. Yeah. It, it, and that's the worst part because nature abhors a vacuum. And when we have these questions and we are already suspicious of what any of these government entities are doing, the fact that they've been operating, at least from the outside, the way it looks like they've been operating in Lahaina is to shut the whole thing down, not even let the owners of the properties get in there uh, no. under the guise of, well, it's public safety. We can't possibly let the owners of the property get in there and be exposed to... X, Y, and Z, whatever the chemicals are. And I'm sure there are chemicals, but I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, let me clean up my own mess. It's my stuff. And well, you're absolutely right. And that is, um, sorry, um, it is their stuff, but everyone else has stepped on, shifted through their stuff, and before they got a chance to. So they were, there were some, um, the, the rescue and recovery group with the dogs. They got to go through and and step and you know search. Then the FBI went through. Then FEMA went through. Uh, then uh, the EPA now is going through. And now this um, uh, part of Billy Graham's uh, the Good Samaritan group, uh, Good Samaritan purse. They're literally going through with um, grates and things, each piece, and setting things aside that they're finding. Uh, everyone has gone through their stuff, and and it's not even the owner. <laughs> it's right. tragic. It's and crazy. They actually are finding bones. They are finding bones still. Right. So well, you know, and then that that, and we only have about a minute left. And I did that was what I laid awake literally last night thinking: if there are 115 confirmed dead, if there are only 60, uh, whatever they said now missing, what are they? Uh, and they're concerned that they're. I guess that could only mean that there are 60 people, human remains, not to be indelicate, but within that area now. Uh, right. It, again, it's the numbers that seem fuzzy to me. I don't quite know how to explain it other than it just doesn't feel right. But, and it also doesn't feel right that, like you said, there's a bunch of people going through other people's stuff 
and uh, it, you know the whole thing just it doesn't feel it doesn't feel uh, above board, I guess. And um, and I, I know Ron feels the same way. We appreciate you, and and we want to help y'all any way we can from afar. Thank you. Um, anything that I missed, and you want that you want to add, or should I let you go to back to uh, bed now? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I appreciate you both, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity to hang out with you all and you know say hi to the chat for everybody. But I wanted to say I had an idea. We might be able to squash that 115 number if everyone who can find a photo. I, people have iCloud. Cloud, people have family in other places. If they can hold up a photo of the people they lost or a neighbor that they can't find, anything, in, a dog, a cat, hold it up and let's count. That would be a physical way. And once we got past 115, I'm sure it would, it would circle that number right. three times over. All right. Uh, then they, it would be a physical proof. Um, but people are sad and people are mourning right now. And uh, that would be a hard uh, – but I think that would be a, a way for people to stand, see a face, and see a picture of someone missing. And they would go, okay, they lied to us. They've been lying to us. Right. We know it. All right, we'll talk and we'll we'll see if we can't flesh that idea out, um, Kiki. Thank you again. We love you and uh, we're with you. Uh, go get some rest and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. Take care. Thank you. What Kiki. a sweetheart. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It is three uh, thirty in the morning there in yeah, Hawaii no at the joke. moment. All right, uh, Cal. He's wide awake and he's next on your Daily Mojo. The First Amendment lives here. Watch and listen at thedailymojo.com. The only way to not be offended is to choose to not be offended. Your Daily Mojo. We do. We need to call nine other people. But I don't know who to call. It's horrible. By the way, uh, Kiki had sent this, uh, and I've been reading it. It is fabulous. It's uh, winners aren't winners. Losers. Uh, losers. <laughs> Donald Trump. And it's very good. The lobster's a loser. Throw him in the pot. I like a lobster who doesn't get caught. Ah, gotcha. Thank you. See, I'd be a winning lobster. I also got a, uh, a couple of uh, texts from a friend who uh, thought that it would be a good idea to try to use his oven as a Faraday cage. Uh, didn't uh, just didn't work out so well. Torch the shit the, uh, out of his stuff there, or his laptop. Wow. I think, yeah, the the key is don't put the don't turn the oven on. Well, yeah. What the hell? Second, where the picture guy? Yeah, the picture disappeared. But yeah, he had left it in the oven. I don't know if he accidentally turned it on <laughs> yeah, or what okay. happened. But uh, you know, you can't be beautiful and uh, and smart at the same time. Yeah. When you're when you're him. Yeah. Um, but. Someone who has mastered that. Well, at least today we get to see that he's beautiful. Look at that. Are you? Oh, you look. Hello. I, um, <laughs> you kind of scare me. You kind of, you don't have any bombs with you, do you? Currently, no, no. But uh, okay. come back to me in an hour. Asking for a friend. 
how yeah. are you, and what made you decide to uh, grace us with your physical uh, beauty this morning? Just for the hell of it. Uh, yeah. And um, kids are back in school, so the routine shifted a bit. I'm not camp drop off in the mornings, uh, so it's a bit more uh, grace you. Gotcha. <laughs> Good. Well, here's a, here's a tip. What? Well, uh, don't move. Don't move very much. Just talk. Because when you move, I've discovered this. When people move, it sucks up so much of the bandwidth that, that the, the that audio, the audio gets cut goes off. away. Yeah. You, you, we can put a man oh. on the moon. No, we really can't. But yeah, you really got the top notch uh, running the situation uh, well, here. Exactly. You we guys buy go- the, uh, the very least money can get. Um, hmm. All right. So uh, this is an interesting-looking podcast that you've chosen for us today for the Cal's Podcast of the Week. Tell us about it. It is. Um, I'm a fan of this on numerous levels. Um, everybody knows Ozzy Osbourne, right? We all, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a metalhead, so I grew up on Ozzy. I love Ozzy, um, and I've been a fan of Ozzy for a long time. If you remember a few years back, he had a, had a reality show, The Osbournes. We pulled the family in, and it was, you know, typical reality show with the family and the craziness that is the Osbournes. And, and you remember Ozzy was Sharon! And he's like, you know, got two brain cells left. And he's like, you know, half, you can understand half of what he said. It was always entertaining. Then it went away, and I think Sharon Osbourne did some TV, and Kelly did some TV. and But they're back now. The family has a podcast, and it's the four of them. On mic, uh, the, the, exactly what you'd expect it to be. Uh, pretty hilarious. Like uh, Sharon and Ozzy talk about their sex life with their kids who are repulsed by it. Um, Ozzy well, stutters yeah, and stammers throughout the whole thing. Who's, 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 who, who does uh, ever want to hear about their parents doing it? Uh, I, I mean, know, seriously. That's probably, uh, <laughs> it's a you favorite never think about your parents or your kids. Either way. I know. But that's just one of the things that are that are brought up. You know, they talk about a lot of different things and butt bash on people, and you know, it's just typical. I guess it's reality TV and podcast form. If you're ever a fan Did of the, you, uh, the Osborne reality, Ron, he's not answering my question. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, what was your question, I, Cal? We asked you a direct question, uh, and it was, "Did you ever walk in on your parents?" You know. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. I did actually once. Getting I'm still scarred from it. Did you? Really? Yeah, I did too. I and I I agree with you. It that. That moment never leaves your brain. It's like branded in there. So yeah, I just that's on me for, on for life. The scar. Yeah. It's a scar I have. Yeah. I wear it. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was at the height of the doorknob, too. Um, you know, any other day I'd say yes, but today I just don't think I could take it. So, uh, no. No, I'll spare you that one. But so they talk about having sex, uh, their parents having sex, uh, and what other uncomfortable stuff do they get into? Um, they bash certain people. They talk politics. They uh, it's just the ridiculousness of what the Osbournes go through every day. And they're a little bit older now. Obviously, they're a lot older. But they yeah. cover politics. They cover everyday things. They cover family. They cover life. It's it's reality TV, you know, on on podcast. Um, and and Sharon is. Admittedly, I've seen clips and snippets, but I've never, you know, followed her closely. Um, she's more; she's not quite the crazy-eyed liberal, is she? I mean, she's more common sense, is she not? She is. 
She's more common sense. And the, the, the Osmars have always been very blunt, you know. They drop F-bombs left and right like it was nobody's business. Right. And they've always been pretty honest. Um, and they're, I mean, I mean, they're wealthy, but I think they both come from, both Sharon and Ozzy come from um, humble beginnings, you know. Um, right. uh, in the, in the, I forgot what part of, what part of England they're from. But, so yeah, I don't think they're, no, they're not too crazy lefty. It's, you know, she got, canceled that whole thing about what she said on that show and it was yeah, what did she say i can't even remember what it was that she said but i remember something about I, uh, it wasn't all that big i think it's something to do with with race like she said something about i don't remember the details um but if i recall she it was it has something to do with it wasn't even a joke or anything she just said something about i think that got her canceled about that you can't say about race nowadays i can't remember exactly what the something about that i think or it might have been uh, was it megan markle something about megan markle i don't remember uh let's see sharon osborne addresses the talk firing in fox nation series uh exit from the show sharon goes to helen back uh media comeback blah 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 she in a crosshairs of the cancel culture uh desktop talk show host care cheryl underwood about over controversial comments piers morgan made about Meghan markle that um i was this lamb slaughtered that morning she says cbs denied responsibility i've worked in this industry 50 years i'm not a racist he's not a racist what was it that they uh i don't even know what i think if i recall you know Meghan markle and uh Harry, whatever, I forget right. who the prince she's married to. They put out a book or a documentary, something basically that insinuated that the royal family treated her badly because she was black. And Piers Morgan has never been a fan of Meghan Markle. If I recall, he called her out saying that she was, you know, basically playing that card and it wasn't well, true did. and she's being opportunistic and, that, you know, uh, bashing the queen and the family is... Um, not what you do, and he called her out on a bunch of stuff and called her a liar, and then I think um, Sharon agreed or commented in, in, in okay. a positive way about for him, defended him or something, and that blew back on her, if I recall. Wow, that's a... It, indeed it did. And you know, here's the funny thing about Meghan Markle, is I never really... I mean, Ron has been obsessed with the royals for, you know, his feminine side, whatever, but oh. I never really gave a... It's, tell me I'm wrong. No, no, I'm, I'm, I, 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 no, thank you. yeah, I'm you're right. not wrong. Thank okay. you. Right. He's been obsessed with Megan and Harry and whatever, but I never really paid much attention to her. I saw her one time on fringe and then I've been watching suits on Netflix, which is fabulous. And I like her in it. Actually, she's a good actress and it's like, wow, I feel actually I have positive vibes toward Meghan Markle because she's it's a good character she plays. She I just feel like she brings a lot of it on herself. I do. Yeah, she won't shut her pie hole. Yeah. And then, you know, to say that she never wanted to be a princess when clearly she did. Clearly. Um, and, you know, she lied about that. And all of the, I mean, you get to see pretty much the whole shebangy of Meghan Markle on that show. I mean, yeah, almost I, I'm not everything. arguing with yep. it. Right, I'm not arguing with that, but I can see why the queen in the royal family is snooty and uppity as they are. We can't possibly have her in the family. We've seen her cooch on television. So I get it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. So. Exactly. I've said the same thing four times today. I you don't no know what, what he said. said. He cut out. No, what I do you don't. mean? Yes. Yeah, so. so say it again, Cal. 
Like I said, I nope, said the same nothing. damn thing wrong yep, 14 nothing. times today. Nothing that time either. Spell it out. Do sign language. You said cooch. Cooch. He did. He said cooch, yeah. Okay, so he said cooch. All right. Look, well, that, he's spelling it out for you. Nice. Very, very nice. It's working out well, isn't it? No. How is it that Cal is like a thousand miles from us? Kiki is like eight thousand miles. What's cracking me up is I don't have his video is fantastic, but his audio is cutting out. I have no idea why the audio is cutting out. I think he's dicking with us. I think it's like, do you have anything connected to your phone that you're talking into, or is it just the phone's microphone? That's weird. The phone's microphone. Yeah. See, now you're back. Look, uh, you're, uh, the, oh, you got to feed the mouse that's under the board, that's on the wheel, that's you know pushing power to this stuff. Yeah, he I think might you got be a short. I think you got a short that's, on the microphone of your phone, depending on where you're holding the phone. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm 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 holding the phone normal, man. I don't know. What to <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you have an iPhone or an Android? What did Doc used to say? It's a poor craftsman that blames his tools, right? Is that, isn't that what Doc used to say? Yeah. <laughs> right. I just blame Ron. So that makes me a <laughs> superior craftsman. Are you, are you Android or are you iPhone? I'm iPhone. Oh, well, then you shouldn't have any problems. Dirty whore. Um, <laughs> but I love her so much. Don't leave me, baby. Don't leave me. Are we still talking about um, Meghan Markle? Sure. I mean, again, see, I just, I was surprised and I just wanted to get in a positive note for on Meghan Markle, but you know, she, you know, once she left that show, she can't shut her pie hole and you know, that's an issue. So, and, 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 and Sharon Osbourne didn't say anything. It doesn't seem that I can find that, you know, makes a big difference. Okay. So Meghan Markle is uh, half black, half white, big deal. Okay. I have a problem with affluent people complaining about how difficult their life is when they are leaps and bounds better off than the majority of the world. <laughs> so whether you're black, white, I don't care. If you're bitching about how difficult your life is and you are. Boom. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I don't know where the hell he went. Oh, he's back. He's back. <laughs> because that reminds me of the... Uh, of the interview that Oprah just did. Where the hell is that? She was on uh, some show. Uh, well, CBS This Morning. That's what it was. So CBS This Morning. And they are asking her about, you know, the blowback that she was getting because of, uh, you know, the fun that she set up with uh, The Rock. And and they're all like, oh my god, well, how are you handling the, how are you handling all of this negative attention, blah blah. And I'm gonna play it for you, uh, Cal, just because I can, and we can actually hear it. So here to we go. the Hawaii wildfires and the efforts to help those in need. The People's Fund of Maui yeah. uh, was created by you and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, in, in which you both poured time, effort, and millions to kick it off yourselves. Yeah. Um, yet and still, it faced online criticism. I want to give you the opportunity to um, kind of give your thoughts on that. Well, this is a really great point about being happier in the midst of an onslaught of being terrorized and vilified online. 
this is a great time for me to say how how you, I can stay strong while being terrorized and vilified online. You know what makes you so strong and so uh, resilient? You go home and you climb into your bed that's made of crumpled $100 bills. And you just lay on that and you smell it and you roll in it and you're like, damn, I'm happy. I mean, that's my commentary on, on Oprah. What say you? One of $100 bill. Right? Son of a bitch. I mean, he nailed it, Ron. I mean, if I, if I hadn't said those words myself, I would say exactly what Cal said. I mean, right down to the period at the end of that sentence. Am I right, Cal? Can I get an amen? Amen, bro. Pretty sure. Uh, right? And that car that she was driving when it came in with a leopard and the bear on the back seat. Huh? Do you see that? Yes, I know. I did. I just said that to Ron five minutes ago. It's like you and I are connected at the brain. It really is. I I love you, and I. Here's an opportunity to share your love with me. Go ahead, tell me how much do you love me. How do I love? Thank you. And I love you as well. There he is, Cal and his podcast of the week, the Osborne's podcast uh, from Osborne Digital Media. See, they're laughing all the way to the bank as well. All right, Cal, I'm going to expect the customary uh, naked photo after we are done here. I uh, want that on my phone like within five minutes. And don't make me wait 15 like you did last week because we're, you know, we'll have to renegotiate. I think that's fair. It'll be. you? way my friend and this one will have an extreme close-up right and and by the way shave that thing uh there he is cal and his podcast of the week uh direct from new york city hi cal a man on the moon hey don't uh, don't blame me I, i that wasn't that wasn't our bad i don't know what was going on that was weird um, hang on a second. I have to play something. Our pronouns are, it's Ron's fault. The Daily Mojo. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, friend. everyone. That was my fault. Wow. Wow. You know, if you would just come clean at the beginning, you don't it pay me be... enough. You don't pay me enough to disparage myself. You don't, you don't, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> Who can we point the finger at? We don't pay you enough to not disparage Ron. There you go. Right. (laughs) How many times just this morning? B from the SAV says, I'm about to reveal the depths of the bubble I live in, but Megan is back or mixed. Who knew? Apparently everybody but me. No, Megan's not back. She's not (coughs) black. It's black is what he meant. Oh, Megan is black. Sorry, I thought he said black. Yeah. No, she's half black. She's not. Yeah, she's... Her Milano, mom is black. How you call her dad it Milano? is white. Is that how you say it? Milano? She's a Milano. Yes, she's yeah. a Milano cookie. Exactly. That's how, how you say it. Milano? Right. Milano. Yes, okay. Milano. So she, she's but a she, Milano look, cookie. she is a beautiful woman. I have to say that. But she oh, she's has got gorgeous. them crazy eyes. That's because she's crazy. Yeah. And she says all the right words on suits, and, and she's likable because she's reading a script. Somebody else wrote those words, yes, and absolutely. she's just reading yeah. them. So, and she was good on uh, on suits. She was fabulous uh, on but, suits. But uh, yeah, she and I have this, I have this weird attraction 
to her for whatever to, reason. To, but she's to Gabriel just, mocked. No, no, to her. But she's kind of a she's she's one of those weird kind of crazy kind of. I don't know, man. It's one of those. What do you call it? The the you don't want to wake up with that on your arm the next morning. No, no, no. Oh, no. You'd wake up with that on your arm. There's no problem. You wouldn't chew your arm off of that. Are you kidding? You'd roll over and go. Num, 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 num. Yeah, but she's beautiful. It, it's the crazy eyes, dude. I'm crazy hot you. matrix. The cra- she's yeah, crazy. Yeah, she's, she's in this one you, little area that you don't want to be in. She might have a penis, is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm pretty you sure might we wake saw up. in suits that she doesn't, but. You might wake up and find a dead horse's head next to you. Okay. Instead of her. That's I mean, true. that's a possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. Right. And you don't believe me, that is not something you want to wake up to. Uh, Kathy in the Berg says, according to the report, she was made to leave by the queen and the producers let her go fulfill the uh, Duchess obligations. And that's possible, but it's also true that the arc of her and um, uh, Mike Ross. Yeah. Is, you know, I think they may have even taken the arc because I'm only on season seven. Midway well, this through. is the end of the arc then for you. Yeah. 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 That, does he leave on seven or does he leave? They, they, leave, eight? they, leave they seven. both leave at the end of seven, although he makes okay. several returns. You never uh-huh. see her again. Yeah. Gotcha. And, you know, she and that's fine. Go do what you want to do. That's that's perfectly fine. Um uh, she may never act again. She might act again. But she's a good actress. Just like I think Hunter Biden is, if he, in fact, is painting those paintings, a good a artist. Good artist. Yeah. But that's it. Kathy Indeberg also says, give the mouse more cheese. Right? Um, yeah. It was, almost she as though, she just, it was almost as though he was holding it on one side. And it would, it, would, it would be blocking out his audio. And then when he switched his hand, it worked fine. It was just weird. I didn't understand what was going on. For futures, anybody who is deciding to, uh, who, who uses a phone, it's best if you have a wired connection. Obviously, that's the it best is. way to do yeah. it. Uh, DM learned that. Um, even if you're on a computer. But the best thing is to sit your phone down on, say, a stand and don't touch it. Yeah. Turn it on <clears throat> and because don't the movement, especially touch if you're the using video, because the movement actually uses bandwidth. The motion of the ocean is directly proportional to the thing of the stuff. But yeah, your hand blocks the antenna, all that stuff. So the best thing to do is set the phone down, don't touch it, and then as stupid as it sounds with video, because that's why you have video, so you can like see somebody moving. But the less you move, the better it is, because the pipe is only so big, and if you make the video part of so much crap, right, and if you're doing this, Moving all around, it will cut you off. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, it's just, again, I, I've got to find another, another analogy aside from we put a man on the moon because I'm starting to think that whole thing is uh, horseshit. Um, but anyhow, uh, that's, that's our, our tip to you today. I, uh, in the waning moments of the program today, I did want to bring your attention something I uh, brought to their attention on BAP yesterday. Uh, and I'll be there, by the way, again today. So I'll have the uh, unfiltered cam open. If you're not a member of whatever level it is that gets you access to the unfiltered cam, I'd recommend uh, getting it because I'm not going to wear pants today. Uh, but NASA has now set up a, uh, a new 
department and has uh, appointed a new NASA director of UAP research. And this comes on the heels of the people in Vegas. It's the story that's gathered. Speaking out. And here's the video of that. Did aliens land in the backyard of this Las Vegas home? Recently, we told you about that spooky situation in Las Vegas when a flash in the sky was captured on video. The reports echoed those campy 50s sci-fi movies about alien invaders. This could be the beginning of the end. It started when a mysterious fireball lit up the Las Vegas night sky, which was caught on a cop's body cam. Only Inside Edition is with the family who called 911 that night. 16-year-old Angel Canmore says he saw two creatures in his backyard and was paralyzed with fear. His father and brother say they also saw the creatures. You believe you saw something that wasn't from this planet? I believe I saw something, yeah, that wasn't like from Earth. Was this really an extraterrestrial sighting? The family says three days after the encounter, a government vehicle showed up outside the house with three men in black to investigate. I knew it. This is an alien, and you guys are from some government agency trying to keep it under wraps. We see three guys who are driving a black Suburban with U.S. government plates in it. They was passing around. They was, you know, when we opened the garage, we went through them. They just run away. Do you think that they were here to investigate what probably, happened? Probably, probably yes. is. Okay, I, I, and again, I'm going to, because I'm so honest, I'm going to give Sean Chastain credit because he had the most genius line when I played that yesterday at BAP. Yeah. He, in my ear, said, or it could have been a Lyft, uh, 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 an Uber X driver who was just lost. And it could have been. A black SUV pulls up in your driveway. It could either be the feds and men in black, or it could be an Uber X. But they said there were three people in there. Didn't they say there were three men in black? How okay. could they tell? I don't and know. I'm not calling them liars, and yeah. I want to believe. Yeah. But they also drew... Uh, the, the kid, the, the ute, drew a picture. A mysterious uh, A sketch. Hang on a second. I don't want to play the whole thing. I just want to play, uh, show you the sketch that he drew of, um, of the alien being. And he... Uh, hang on a second. Where the hell is it? I can't scrub and look at the same time. Uh, they, it looks like your typical alien... I can't figure out where the hell it is. Huh. Is that it? Oh, there it is. All right. So there's the uh, sketch that uh, that they drew. That's what they said they saw. You know, big uh, big feet, big hands, three fingers. So much like again, the uh, Crichton leprechaun could be. Huh. Why do you think they're talking? Why do you think they're speaking out now? Uh, I, speaking out to. I have no idea. I, I I I don't know. I think I know. Why? You think they're being asked to? The greenback boogie, baby. baby. Greenback boogie. Oh, money. 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 Money's coming to Money. Yeah. But I did want to play this for you because this is NASA with their announcement yesterday about how they're going to start handling uh, UAP reports. All right? You follow this woman. I know we're up against the clock, but follow this woman. And what she says, she is the uh, head of the science mission directorate at NASA. While NASA is still working to evaluate the report and to assess the independent study team's finding and recommendations, NASA is committed to immediately contributing to the federal government's unified UAP effort. And as you heard, we have appointed a director of UAP research. 
In their role, uh, they will centralize communications, resources, and data analytical capabilities across the federal government to establish a robust database for the uh, evaluation of any future data. Additionally, our Director of UAP Research will also leverage NASA's expertise in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and space-based observation tools that will support and enhance the broader government initiative into UAP. In summation, it was all bullshit. What do you mean it's let's go? I think she did a good job of summing it up. She did. Because I didn't understand a damn thing she said, did you? Nope. Uh, I was yeah. just that was uh, for the so that's NASA. Yeah, that is NASA. You did perfectly. That was NASA's uh, answer to uh, what they're going to do for uh, the UAP problem. All right, that's uh, two hours right there, packed, jam packed. I would even say of information, entertainment, and uh, golden nuggets here on uh, the Daily Mojo for Friday, September fifteenth, year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Did anybody pick up any golden nuggets? Kathy and the Berg on the X says, maybe they found the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's entirely possible that in the back lot there at their house, they did find the golden rainbow or the UAW workers uh, pension fund. Either way. Uh, the Knights who say, nee, Cal's connection issues this morning for some reason reminded me that Off Track Syndicate will be live Sunday at 8 Eastern and they'll be playing the blank game. Indeed. Uh, as well as, uh, uh, hang on a second, uh, yeah, Leprechaun will be on uh, H.O. Peach uh, noon Eastern uh, for Highway 666 and back. Oh, <gasps> nice. That sounds uh, scary. Over in the Daily Mojo uh, chat room, uh, Patrick G says, wife and I went to Australia in 93 to turn the electric on in the hotel room. The room key had to be inserted into a slot on the wall. When we left, we took the key, which shut off the electric. Always return to a really hot room. I know it's things that you you get used to stuff in America, weird. and you go to other countries, and it's a little bit weird. Uh, Kiki says, "Have a great weekend." Thank you, Kiki. Love her to pieces. Have yep. a good weekend. And uh, and G Corman says, uh, uh, "I'm glad. To, uh, I'm just glad Kiki is still here with us now that she's a superstar. She is a superstar, and we love her, and we love all of our children equally, and you too." And Wombat Mommy says, so why can't the leprechaun alien be a crackhead? It's not mutually exclusive. I think that's the best note on which to leave. And Ron, you are yes, my Brad. little leprechaun. Thank you. You're my little leprechaun. I appreciate it. Come come find my pot of gold, pal. Uh, as for the rest of you, we the people must hang together. Otyrewise, we shall surely hang separately. Six Semper Tyrannus, resist. Stupid. And I'll see you this afternoon, two to five. And good night, Doc Thompson. Wherever you are. Bye. Have a good weekend. Yep. Watch and listen at thedailymojo.com.